Welcome to another episode of Den Excelsior. This is the live weekly podcast discussing the latest Marvel happenings across all media. Uh, but we've also been known to stray off topic from time to time. If it's super powered, we'll discuss it here. Uh, this episode is being recorded on the evening of Friday, April 30th, 2021. My name is Dennis, and with me, I've got a distinguished panel of nerds. Um, first up, uh, his homework for this week was to watch Blade 2, but I can almost guarantee that he did extra credit. It's Frank. Hey, hey, yeah, I definitely did some extra credit. I watched part yeah. one. I started watching part three, but then I thought, nah, not right now. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it some other time. It's not worth it to do three, man. Three's rough. No, we started thinking about it and we were like, no, no, there's too, no. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, but watching one movie for the for the week, that's that's fine. You know, that's doable. And, yeah. and anything else you want to do, that's up to you. Yeah, I watched all two. Right. And I won't watch the show yet. <laughs> oh, the show's all right. The show's all right. Um, and then let's uh, introduce one more person before we get uh, more into the chit chat. He can't stop reminding us that he'll be out on vacation next week. It's our next gen voice. It's Ricky. Ayo. We're going to replace you next week, sucker. Yeah, I figured. But uh... yeah, <laughs> with a special guest. It's okay. Um, are you excited? Can we say right now? Are you excited? Uh, well, I don't want to over. I don't want to overcommit because then you know, like, oh, okay. if they cancel, if they cancel on us, then what if he gets hit by a car or something? Or <laughs> yeah, or or she, <laughs> oh or God. she, one of the or she, or she, they. Yeah. Uh, what if they? No, I'm I'm excited to take a I guess somewhat of a vacation. It's been over a year. Um, yeah. To travel and see family and friends. Uh, but yeah. Ooh. Anything else going on this week? Besides that, let's let's see. Uh, today was this is a week was slow. I was telling you I watched a lot of stuff today, partially because we had movie homework. I watched Mask, wrapped up all of Ted Lasso, which is great. What's Ted Lasso? Uh, it's that it's show Apple on Apple TV show Apple with TV. Uh, J- Jason Sudeikis. He won the mm. uh, Golden Golden Globe for it. Oh wow! He's like a football coach that goes to Europe to teach or coach soccer, mm-hmm. and all the hilarities that ensue. Uh, but yeah, I also today on a whim watch the end of King Kong, the the <laughs> Peter Jackson King Kong, and it's okay. like, oh, I forgot Jack Michael Black, or, Adrian Brody, Naomi Watts. Is it Michael Chandler or or last name Chandler? The that dude, Kyle uh, Chandler. Kyle Chandler. He's in that movie, and he's also in the new Kong movies, which I thought was interesting. Mm, no, he's not in the new Kong movies. He's in the Godzilla movies. Fair. He's in the new Godzilla movies, which feature yeah. Kong. I feel so lied one, to. One seven, seven degree of Kevin of King Kong. One movie features Kong. Uh, yes, Two. but yeah. But we know the, yeah. the, the Godzilla series didn't really get started until 1998. Um, Matthew Broderick <laughs> was the one that brought Godzilla into the new world. That's how this, I celebrated my fifth birthday was a Godzilla this, 1998 party. Nice. This is what happens when I ask you guys how your week was. It's it's <laughs> it, it goes it goes out of control. It devolves. I ditched school um, for that that movie. And, oh man, really? Uh, I, I bought yeah, I bought tickets to to watch it during school. Ditched school, watched it, and then I had tickets for the seven o'clock showing with my girlfriend. And she's all like, "Well, you ditched school to watch it, so now you have to watch it with me." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> I had to watch it twice in a single day. It's the worst thing ever. 
greatest day ever. I speaking of school, I applied to school <laughs> yesterday. So if I talk about it again, that's good news. If I don't talk about it again, then forget I ever said that. So okay. What are you going back to school for? Uh, communications. I'm learning how to communicate better for this show. <laughs> I thoroughly endorse endorse this. I endorse, <laughs> I endorse it. it. I endorse it too. I endorse, I endorse it. it. Um, you could learn how to push buttons a little better and t- more timely. Is that <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know, we got to put our money where our mouths I mean, are next week. That, that's way. more of trade school, which I'm not going to. So, oh, <laughs> next, next week, next week we have to do it ourselves without you. I know. We'll see. I'm gonna be yeah. flaming you guys in the comments. Watch <laughs> we get. Watch we get an Emmy for next week. We're just, just like, oh my god. Um. Oh, we have somebody in the chat uh just really quick they did i i just i know i normally don't do this but they just asked blizzx are you discussing invincible uh we do not require uh everybody on the show to watch <laughs> invincible but i will tell you that i finished it this season and i loved it uh it was excellent but i don't want to spoil it because this is the mostly marvel podcast so it feels dirty to like it ended today it. right it ended yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday. Okay. yeah. We we um, could say today. We could say today. I watched it at five o'clock yesterday, so I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, but thank you for tuning in, and and uh, I would love to chat with you about that all the time. But I have some <laughs> I have some co-hosts that don't watch it for he, different reasons. He says that. So I watched the first episode, and like I I just wasn't into it. I just. It wasn't tickling my fancy. Like I wasn't down with a, another Superman story, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked by the animation um, of uh, what's his name, Ultraman or, or J.K. Simmons Man, Omni Man, uh, Omni Man, um, cracking everyone's domes and 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 just roughing <laughs> up everybody. Um, that's an understatement, by the way. Um, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't into it. Like I, I normally love a lot of violence, but that didn't feel like violence. That felt like spike and mike's festival of animation like kind of thing it wasn't i've seen it before i've seen all that i watched hot actually hot the takes. first i guess 10 minutes of the last episode right mm-hmm. before this because it came up on my youtube algorithm um and it looked cool i had no idea what was going on but people right. were fighting it, it, it would it would be great it would be great. Anyways, okay. The chat is getting <laughs> is running is getting wild now. So like, wait. So, let, so Ricky's Benjamin Benjamin Button Benjamin Button Buttonsing it. You're I just need to know. Do like, you want to say that? What it what it builds <laughs> up to? It is not. It is not a secret that Ricky likes spoilers. So yeah. Uh, you know, it, it makes sense. That'd but be cool. Hey, start, start from the last episode and then make your way yeah. back. See how it all started. <laughs> let's let's get uh let's get all the uh. It'd make one division good. Let's get all the um, required stuff out of the way so we can continue this chit chat. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, we have a fun show planned. Uh, We're excited to do something a little different this week. We're going to be revisiting the 2002 classic Blade 2. But before that, we've got some news and rumors to discuss uh, and a brief chat on a nerd topic of Frank's choosing, actually. I chose it. Uh, nice. I, I would say you chose it. It was your topic. I liked it. I endorsed it. I endorsed uh, it even. I endorsed it. Uh, <laughs> uh, as a reminder, this is also a chance for you to pick our brains with any marvelous trivia, questions, or opinions that you may have. Uh, we'll be checking the comments throughout the show like we have been already. Thank you, C. Soda, for showing up to talk more Invincible, even though these two guys didn't do anything about it. 
Um, and then for those of you that can't get enough of us, you can visit www.patreon.com slash Media immediately after this broadcast ends for our live post show, The Soapbox, where we wind down and talk about stuff we didn't get to in like the first hour and a half here. Uh, in that one, I'll probably try and sell Invincible more to them. Uh, but, you know, that's up to you if you want to join us for that. Um, okay, cool. With that out of their way, we can continue chatting. Or, Ricky, you can go to the news however you want to do it. Um, well, we had we were in some news before we get into the news. You want to lead us into that? I mean, it sounds like you led us into that. I mean, sounds check this good. out. And I mean, we I were. Guess, uh, I guess it's we. It's I mean, totally I we. We're all Denex Media I don't, I don't, here. I don't, I, I don't. I don't remember you guys being part of that. But yeah, sure. Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we said, "Hey, we sh- you should put like these figures over here." <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure we said uh, that. <laughs> no, just a little, uh, a little, uh, a quick, uh, you know, backstory. I guess uh, weekly. I've I've mentioned it before, but I, I play with toys weekly. I do a photo series with a friend of ours, um, Nas, aka uh, Gigamok. Uh, every almost every Monday or every Tuesday. It's a photo series called Figure Photo Fight where we come up with a theme and then the two of us try to take a photo, a toy photography uh, to see who's, you know, who liked who's better. Uh, so I did one a week ago that was, I called it Fail Hydra. And it's this cool picture of a, you know, Hydra Bob busking at a subway station. And is a, he's got a little sign there. It says, Will Hench for food. I liked it. It was fun. Uh, the internet loved it. It loved it so much that, it actually uh, ended up um, being covered on marvelousnews.com, which is, I, I actually really like this website. So I was really excited to see uh, a picture that I took being featured on there. Uh, I was a little bummed because he changed the title on my picture. Uh, he changed it to <laughs> Will Hench for Food. I thought Fail Hydra was a little more clever. Uh, but, you know, it's free publicity. Take what you can get. I'm not, I, exactly. I'm not going to knock it. Uh, but, yeah, I was really happy to see that. And, um they like to feature different toy photographers that are up and coming, uh, you know, every every now and then. So hopefully you'll be seeing more of my or our is it our work now, guys? Yeah, our I work. Mean, our, I'm, our, I'm pretty sure I inboxed one of those legends. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's my credit. I was all like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Stan was looking at a map? That'd be that'd be really sick. I'd love to see that in a photo fight one day. Yes. We will ride the shit out of your coattails is what I, I, I got that. I got yeah. that. No, I and push I, buttons. I, I God was, damn it. Yeah, it was, it was a big milestone though. I, I appreciate it. You know, like uh, it was really cool to see, uh, you know, an actual legitimate website uh, covering something that, that any of us did. How about that? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> but if you guys get your, get us on a website, I'll take credit, credit alongside too. So it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But I'll yeah. get us on the FBI's most wanted. Oh God! <laughs> yep. You want to be that orange dot, Dennis? We're gonna be no, that orange dot. No, I don't. We're not taking credit for the orange dot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that was that was a big one. But um, yeah, thank you, Ricky, for pointing that out. Cool. Are you just gonna? Oh yeah. Okay. That's You're it. No, it. he's he's out. Yeah, um, he's out. He's going on vacation yeah. now. He's, yep, he's checked out. out of the short timer syndrome. Is Ricky. it is it time for some news? I was throwing it to you, so I think it is. I think it is.
All right, Ricky, get the energy up. Let's get let's get all righty. The Oscars were last or this past Sunday, and Eternals director Chloe Zhao wins big. She uh, took home for, for Eternals, not for Eternals. That movie is still yet to come out. <laughs> I know, I know. But for her movie <laughs> Nomadland, she took home the uh, best director Oscar and the Oscar for uh, best picture. That's cool. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of cool, cool that. Marvel they has lock, this kind of talent. Her, they locked her down before she got the Oscar. Yeah, before yeah. she got expensive. They yeah. they seem to scout people pretty well. Like they, they are really good, talent really good. They are. I can't wait she, to Photoshop that picture. Actually, to be honest. Oh <laughs> man. I don't move on. Move on. on. Oh, okay. okay. I did want to add one thing. They did. Uh, there was a bit of extra eternal news that came out today. Uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that uh, Gemma Chan was actually going to be the lead role in. Uh, or she was going to be playing the lead role in that movie. Cause I think there was a little ambiguity cause there's so many famous people like Salma Hayek <laughs> and like, uh, there's like two game of Thrones actors, Angelina and Jolie, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, there's a lot of actors in this. Um, and so, uh, what is it? Uh, Bryce Tyree Henry, or is that, is that his name? I can't remember. Brian. I think it's Brian. Tyree Brian, Henry. Brian. Yes. Um, but, and then, yeah, there's a lot of people in the movie. And so it wasn't really clear, like who's, who's the main who's the who's the focal point so it is apparently Gemma Chan which I I like Gemma Chan I I I was really bummed when she you know she was Minerva in Captain Captain Marvel and she was just latered at the end of that movie and I was like no I need more Gemma Chan so yeah I'm pretty happy that they were like yeah she was blue we can reuse her again (laughs) as not blue that's how it was great in Rumble in the Bronx and uh Mr. Nice Guy. And, uh, oh, man. Move on now. Ricky. Beyond <laughs> me. Okay. Chinaka Hodge tapped as head writer for the Disney Plus Ironheart series. Um, she is known for the Snowpiercer TV show, which I've not seen. Yep. But I've heard great buzz on. I like the movie. I, li- I like this show, but as like a guilty pleasure. I won't say it's a great show. But if you like the movie there's elements to like about the show. Is it in the movie universe or is it a retelling of that story? It's a retelling. Okay. Uh, it's a slower retelling, way slower. Yeah. Have but again, that's, that, that's no, I haven't. Um, that's an example though of uh, like a kind of a green director right there, green, green showrunner, and she's going to be in charge of Ironheart. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see that, that Marvel is going to develop this person into uh I don't know for, for money making for work, machine. For develop, yeah, into, into like a creature that makes money, basically. Yeah, creature that makes money. Speaking of creatures that made money, uh, assembled the making of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier dropped today. Like that segue. Nice uh, couple of creatures. Uh, this is the second episode of the Assembled series. The first one dropped um, when WandaVision obviously wrapped. They showed like a making of, and I was able to watch it today. And it, it's it's you know it's pretty cool to see them break down some of the decisions that they made within that story they talk a lot about covid and how that impacted their filming i mean I, watch. I watched i watched it too but thanks for mansplaining to me. oh did you like it <laughs> <laughs> uh i did like it um i didn't uh i didn't think there was a lot of new information until like it got towards the end where they started showing mm-hmm. you how much of that show was actually digital effects like mm-hmm. i i did not realize how much digital effects were there like that that whole scene uh on the trucks when they're the first you know the 
where Sam and Bucky first have their first second episode together. Yeah, second episode. That whole truck scene, man, so, so digital. Because, like, they actually filmed it in Atlanta because they thought they could make Atlanta look like uh, Germany. What, German, Germany. Munich, they, right? Yeah, they thought they could make it look like Munich. And then when they were done filming it, they're like, this don't look like Munich. So they, like, <laughs> digitally removed the entire background and replaced in all every scene, in every scene. And then replaced it with like Germany, and it's really cool looking to see. Like it, wow. it, was, the, it was awesome. The and then Sam's mask at the end of the that show. That was my favorite little nugget. Like, yeah, dude, the way it, if someone were to wear that actual suit, you would see gaps when he moved his head with the, you know, the the I don't know, I guess it is a mask, right? Well, it's yeah. a mask, but but because it doesn't go around the head, right? Like there's like there's there's giant gaps that end up happening every time he turns his head and stuff. And mm. so they digitally, rem- they were just fine with it. They knew it was going to do that because their plan was to dig- digitally clean it up to make it look they- like nice, cool Wakanda tech. So like, yeah, Sam speech, his entire time talking digital effect. <laughs> it that like, looked pretty digital. Like, I don't think that's a... <laughs> really. Yeah, him, it looked him. it looked hecka di- digital. Yeah, I thought there were talking some, people the whole time. That looks so digital. It looks well, so it's, phony. There, it was it was just the neck, dude. Just, just yeah, phony. It was it was just the neck. Wow, wow, Frank. Moving on. Breaking my heart. Breaking this my heart, uh, this this bit of news dropped last week. We didn't we didn't have to touch on it, but uh, Russell Crowe is going to play Zeus in Thor: Love and Thunder. He dropped that oh, yeah. last Friday. I feel like I feel like that should have come with a spoiler warning. Jeez. I mean, he, he came out and said it. I, I that doesn't mean he didn't spoil it. That's Zeus a huge. That's a that's a huge spoiler. Is uh, it really? I feel like it is because uh, when when was the last Greek god you saw in a Marvel movie? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Not Hercules. <laughs> was it uh, Princess Diana? Yeah. How does that uh, no. play out typically, though? In like, are they just they just both exist, Greek and it, yeah, they North? just hang out. They like, all exist. Not yeah, not just all. not. There's not they're the only two. They all exist. Yeah, they have the Norse. Yeah. They even have uh, they have the African gods, as they evidenced have, by uh, Moon Knight. Native Americans. They have Native American gods too. Is, is Jesus in the Marvel universe? I wish <laughs> Jesus and Muhammad have not made their way to the. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> to the Marvel Universe quite yet. Do you not have that Legends figure, Dennis? Uh, I have a custom. It's a custom Jesus. <laughs> it's basically, it's my bro Thor, you know, like with his Crocs and stuff. Uh, but no, so I'm not going to finish this. I'm not going to finish it. Right. With sicker abs. Oh, On the Legends topic. <laughs> Marvel Legends update. Um, yeah, that was, we got that our, was a pretty impressive segue there. I like that. See where I'm going with this? Uh, we got... I think we, we talked about this when they leaked a few weeks ago, but we got a full reveal of the Shang-Chi figures as well as a full reveal of the, uh, I guess, the Disney Plus series wave. So, yeah, I actually have this, some Shang-Chi figures right here behind me. I just got all mine in the in the mail because uh, Sunday was the official uh, street date. Like I had been saying, saying for a couple of weeks, uh, all the Shang-Chi merch went up on Sunday and um, I got an Aquafina toy, man. It's pretty cool. She was a Target exclusive. It's uh, she's it called cool. Marvel's Katie. She comes with some weird creature that has no face that I'm sure is a spoiler, but <laughs> I have no context. So, 
Whatever. Is, uh, I think that's I'd, from Crazy Rich Asians, actually. Oh, that, uh, that creature. The creature? <laughs> it was in the wedding scene. Oh, my God. Oh, man. When they uh, when they say, I noticed some of the toys uh, just in Legends General say, like, Marvels or whatever. Is that just because they don't have the light? They can't trademark Katie? Uh, kind of. It's kind of the reverse, right? It's it's um, It's more that, like, uh, they need to say something to distinguish it because uh, the the term is so ubiquitous. So, like, uh, for example, whenever they do a Cyclops uh, mm-hmm. to- toy, it says Marvel's Cyclops. And it's not because they don't have a they, – they totally have, like, trademarks on the character's Cyclops, Cyclops but they can't – they can't – like, in, they don't want to ever be accidentally confused with – you know, any other Cyclops because Cyclops are just known in throughout, you know, <laughs> the world. It does. It doesn't have to just be that character. So they just slap a Marvels on there whenever it's like the potential for ambiguity is there uh, just to make it very clear, you know? Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's run through these bad boys. Marvel's KD. Oh, except no, they're DC's be Katie. There's DC's Katie. <laughs> yeah. The Bucky Bucky figure. Our yeah. Zemo. He comes with a mask and an unmasked. Our U.S. agent figure. Dude, that yeah, U.S. agent figure. Stop for a second. Uh, I dare you to look up an actual picture of U.S. agent. Oh, this is what I was going to ask. This is what I was going to ask you. It is so, so inaccurate. As a collector, so are you? What's the argument for still getting it aside from the build a figure? No, and that was that was the argument. That's it, <laughs> because you know that's, there's gonna there, there's gonna be another U.S. agent at some point down the line. Without uh, they already they already said so they they uh, they the Marvel Legends team did their um, live stream on Monday and they were almost like half apologizing for that figure as they were showing it off by oh, saying. Wow that they would love to get another crack at this figure sometime down the line. And I'm like, what's wrong with getting it right the first time, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's a real bummer because like, um, if you if we saw him in last week's episode, uh, he's got white and red stripes on his chest. And it's really funny because actually on this one, it's black and red, but everywhere that it's black is supposed to be red. And everywhere that's red is supposed to be white on top of that. Uh, he's got a star on his head that he should not have. Uh, and the star on his chest uh, is actually black in the show as well. Um, so it looks like they really just took that Walmart one that was, you know, <laughs> uh, Captain America. Uh, and they just changed the black or they changed the blue to black. Um, What's funny is I saw a picture of, I guess, one of the old showbiz toys of a U.S. agent. And it's essentially just a repaint of a Captain America. But you can see yeah. the the scale mail and the star all molded into the figure, but it's just painted over. Uh, and like an old one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the new oh. ones, they just they the way they got around that is they just didn't even mold a unique scale mail for Captain America, so that way they could just paint. It's basically just a naked body, so they could just paint Captain America. Bucky Cap body. Or, yeah, it is. <laughs> heard that term before. That's what it was called. All right, moving on. There's Sam. Sorry, you slowed me down there. Sorry about that. No wings, Sam. Sam without the wings, but in his new costume. But obviously CG neck on that Sam. Yeah, CG neck. (laughs) Really bad. We've seen Vision. Uh, There's Loki in his new uh, 
time variance authority jacket. Also with uh, neck issues. Uh, I mean, obviously CG neck and mustache. <laughs> obviously not CG neck. Uh, and then the build a figure for this is actually a really detailed like set of wings that are actually posable. And there's a stand and there's a red wing all to be attached to the uh, the Sam figure, the Captain America figure. Um, so cool. yeah, only one red wing. That's bull crap. I know, oh, I know right. I know right. There should be a we still got more on top of the ring. Um, and then there's Shang Chi. Wow, that's almost the exact same pose I got in my name. That's right funny. Here. That looks uh, like he's holding a, a a sword that has two handles. Like, why does a sword have two handles, and why is he holding it from the sword? The middle? It's a bow, bow staff, right? Yeah. He knows. It's a bow he's staff. Trolling. I didn't realize he had like sneakers on. Yeah, he does. I love bow staff skills. Really cool. They're really cool. Uh, keep going. Oh, Bihan. Where Wu, <laughs> aka Bihan. No, not Bihan. That's Wu. Did you notice the rings on his arms, Frank? Heck yeah, I, I did. I dig it. That's is a cool it, way to do that. I noticed when he's punching the gambling table at the in that scene that nice. in the trailer. Do you like that better? Do you think that's cool? That his, uh, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't think it's better or worse. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm okay I mean, with this. Concession. Have you ever worn ten yeah. rings on your hands, Frank? I hate wearing jewelry, so no. Wearing, I wear my wedding. My wedding ring is in my back pocket. I keep it always on me in my back pocket. Wearing ten rings would suck. That would suck on your hands. Like that would feel very uncomfortable. So I actually like this reinterpretation. Of just, just without knowing any more about it, I think it's cool to, to, to adopt yeah. that. It's a, it's a hungar style, right? Like or hung, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the long, the, the long fist. Yeah. Um, we've seen that style in uh, Kung Fu Hustle uh, again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That up, yeah. Hey, look, that's a similar pose but different. I like. I like mine. Mine's pretty cool. That's cool. Is that Hella uh, from uh, that is Thor? Shaoling. Shaoling. That is his uh, sister. A, that is a detail on the like the chest right here. Yeah, That's no, cool. they're they're really cool looking figures for sure. That's cool. In English, we call I, her Hella from Thor. I will say, I, <laughs> what weirds me out is up close, the face looks like Anna Hellstrom from the Hulu Hellstrom <laughs> show. She looks like Kate Blanchett. She looks totally like no. It looks no, like Anna Hellstrom. I promise. Up close, it does. It's also Kate that Blanchett. haircut. That haircut's not helping. That she was in Benjamin cool. Buttons for sure. Oh my god. Oh my god. Moving Karate on. Benjamin Buttons. There's oh, the death, another death dealer. Death dealer. He looks death like he's going to be hard to pose. Why is he shooting splooge? You know he is hard to pose because that stupid robe is not very uh, stretchable. And also, for reuse purposes, he's rocking Ant-Man's legs. I, I uh, saw that. And the chest, too, apparently, right? He might be rocking Ant-Man's body entirely. Like, yeah. How old is he? Is he wearing those therapeutic uh, arch support shoes? <laughs> well, those are Ant-Man's arch support they're, shoes. Uh, okay. Shape-ups. And they're also yeah. non-slips. Is so the Death ball. Dealer historically a Shang-Chi rogue villain? Yeah. Or I villain? So. Okay. Yeah, not something and they ra- and tied ra- back ra- in. Razor Fist also, right? Razor Fist is in the movie as well. He was in, yeah, he was we saw him movie. in the trailer. I was really surprised to see him in the trailer. That was really cool. Yeah, and that's it. And that's what, not a Marvel figure, Legends. What figures that? What figures that? Uh, uh, you meant there was more figures than that in the wave, by the way, Ricky. Oh yeah, there was the uh, the Captain Iron Man, Ho- hologram and the, Iron Man, and the and Civil Warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Cool. Was that's that the news. news. 
that's that's all i got awesome well that was a lot of toy news i uh i would say i'm excited but i already have like half of them here and the other half we've been like teased for like i don't know eight weeks now to 12 weeks like uh, 16 weeks i think actually i mean they're in a a dry spot right now right what's what's the next set of toys coming out after that uh well the trick is the ones that get pre-ordered now those come out later in the year so like Mm -hmm. that 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 wave that we looked at with the the disney plus ones that's like late half of the year that i'll get i'll actually get them in the mail but like stuff I pre-ordered like last year is arriving now. So so far they've been they've been on track for pretty good. Like they usually do almost like one wave every month. And so far we've gotten three, three waves. We got a spider spider-verse wave. We got that X-Men uh House of X wave and then Shang-Chi wave. So they're they're just missing one extra wave somewhere in there. But who's uh, a I meant to ask this earlier on Fail Hydra. Whose guitar was that? Was that Hobie Brown's? That is Hobie Brown's guitar. Is it? Okay. Who's Hobie yes. Brown? Uh, um, Spider Punk. Spider Punk, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, question we of the week. Move on to the question of the week that we that we thankfully got from Frank. Uh, I really liked the thought that he put into this one. Um, I think uh, Frank was just kind of curious. He originally started with like trying to see like what kind of takeaways we have from last week's, you know, finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I was like, eh, I might be kind of tired of specifically talking about that show just because like we talked a lot about it last week and also in the soapbox as well. Uh, But then uh, he reframed it. And I really liked the way uh, this question was reframed, which was basically, you know, uh, between the first two Disney Plus series that we've seen, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they both told stories of grief processing and, and racial inequality, respectively. Uh, and he was just wondering, what other real-world issues would you like to see Marvel tackle? I think that's a pretty cool question. And mm-hmm. I want to throw it to Ricky first, because I don't want to throw it to Frank, because he asked the Oh, man. <laughs> um, you know, this is something that actually, I guess, is rumored to be part of the internals, but... The LGBTQ community, I feel, is a little underrepresented uh, in the MCU. And just the, uh, you know, the the struggles and what comes with, with that. And and it's just something that we haven't seen in, in that universe, which, uh, you know, I would be excited for them to see to explore. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the world we live in is filled with people of all types, so... I think it's time for the movies and our superheroes to have that as well. Interesting. I will counter that with something though. Like, cause I was just talking last week about how much I'm praising these uh, stories nowadays for not bothering to do love interests and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. Like there was really no love interest in Falcon and the winter soldier for either Sam or Bucky. Right. Like that wasn't, no. that yeah, wasn't well, what that was Sam, about. Sam had Sarah. So that was cool. And they had those two uh, lovely kids together. No. I don't think that's how that worked. Wait, are you saying he wasn't uh never mind. <laughs> never mind. No, 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 no. But you know what I mean? Uh so while I do agree that I believe, you know, uh representation is super important, um, I don't want it to be I don't ever want it to be the focal point, right? I want it that's to fair. Be, these are cool characters doing cool things that happen to be these things that 
people want to see on screen more. You know, I'm, you know I'm a fan of, of showing and telling. Uh, I think with the Disney's Pixar's Onward had a uh, gay character in it that, you know, they wasn't over anything. They just showed them with their partner. Uh, yeah. But even just stuff like that, you know, we haven't seen in the MCU, just people interacting with their lives. And, yeah. uh, well, because contextually, yeah. it, it's not. I mean, this is like this last show was the first time we got to see people go home. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that, that doesn't normally happen True. with the exception of Iron Man, who's just hanging out with Pepper all the time, you know? like Yeah, but his home is completely unrelatable. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not knocking in any way what we got out of Sam and Bucky's experiences. Like that was great. But yeah, I'm saying amazing. like that's not something we normally see in the MCU. So it's hard to squeeze in those real life moments where we get to see their their lover or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Like that, e- Eli would have been like, Oh, I sell feet pics on OnlyFans," And then he just says that one line and that's and it. It's like representation. Yes. You know, and, like, and, and yeah, he's like representation. And then he, he, he like <laughs> runs away. No. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it has to, it has to work, you know um, with that. I do. I do want to say that my specific answer to this question also did deal with my specific interest in, in, in seeing uh, more representation of the disabled community uh, because I really feel like Marvel's tried mm-hmm. in the weirdest ways ever to give us representation through War Machine and Nebula. And I'm like, guys, I... Do you, I, do you count I, Professor I, X into that loop or no? I do not because uh, one, he's not an in the MCU, and the question was MCU specifically. Okay. I think, or, or, or yeah. you know what? Uh, but two, I don't count Professor X because in those most recent movies, that guy literally chooses to be. <laughs> he disabled. does a lot of walking. He, he's movies. always roaming around. No, no, but like it's a cho- it's a choice. It's a life choice he gets to yeah. make. He gets to decide if he wants super professor x powers then you know then he doesn't for some reason he doesn't get to walk but if he wants to he can just take a serum suppress the powers and then he can go for a jog and that's stupid and that's really that's disrespectful thing, right no but the comic thing's even worse kind though of, because yeah. the comic thing has been retconned to the point where it's a mental projection that he puts on people like that like it's oh, not a, that he's actually, no, it's not that he's actually <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they did that because they knew that, they, that the character in general was just insensitive. So they just decided to say, you know what, this is not our actual disabled character. So don't, don't champion him or anything like that. You know what but, I mean? But like, they've also healed the shit out of him like many times in the past 20 times. years, especially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so in general, like that's a, that's a, that's a trope in comic books, not just in Marvel is like uh, if somebody's in a wheelchair they got to figure out a way to write them out of that wheelchair. And I'm like, I don't have that luxury, man. So like, I, I you know, and I appreciate that, you know, uh, Rhodey and Nebula had this touching moment when they went to, um, to pick up one of the infinity stones together. And like, they were kind of talking about how, how it's weird, you know, because they got, they got all this gear, right. They got all this gear that they, it's part of them. It's just work with what you got. Are. Yeah. Work with what you got. And, and I, I like, I like the sentiment, but at the same time, I'm like, I just saw Rhodey completely look normal in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, 
And by normal, I mean like you can't tell in any Tony, way. Tony Stark got them out severed. He's got a severed spine or anything. You know what I mean? Like he. Well, that, that, got that's what I want to. I want to ask you that. I mean, would you rather see if they mentioned like I guess hidden disabilities? Would that? I don't say would that be enough, but well, uh, the Eternals will have a, I believe, a either a deaf or mute character. Yes, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's deaf because that person uh, does uh, sign language, right? We Didn't they make sign, up a sign language? Did, am well, I making you, this all you, up? Did I dream this? You can do you can do sign language either way, though. Deaf or mute. That's that's that's. Oh, no, but, I, but I thought it was deaf. Character with yeah. yes, yeah, that was enough. Yeah. And I believe the actress is deaf or mute. Yeah, and that's cool, and like, and that's and that's important, and that's and that and I I know that that's going to be part of the natural flow of this the movie. You know what I mean? It's not going to be something that's ham fisted in there somehow. Uh, and I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to it. But I want more than that. You know what I mean? Like, it's Lauren Rydolf. Yeah, it's Macarena. weird. It's it's weird how it's weird how just in general the comics have this problem trying to figure out how to tell a story of a hero that is confined to a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like they, like maybe, maybe it's because they don't have what? enough people in wheelchairs that are writing for them or whatever. That's, I mean, that's but, totally it. Right. Like I, I wouldn't feel comfortable writing something like that if I had not had that type of experience, you know, and it's like, you, I don't think you can ever, well, you can do research though, you know, like you can do research, but it's, you it, don't have it to do like, not, like not, already. Okay. Like I don't, I am not a fan of the idea that everybody who writes something must know about it a hundred percent from experience. Like that's just net. That's not, that's not feasible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to bash out your spine. That way you know what <laughs> yeah. it's like. If that was the case, then uh, Stan Lee would have never been allowed to make the black Panther. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Like, you know, you can go in there with the best intentions, but like, as at like it. So what I'm saying is like, I really enjoyed when Barbara Gordon, I don't mean I enjoyed it. Like, but <laughs> you know, uh, but there's a, there's a, there's a huge moment in the Batman comics where, uh, the killing joke, uh, Joker paralyzed Barbara Gordon, who's Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And for a long time in the Wait, comics, she's Batman, been Batgirl this whole time. That was, yeah, I spoiled that. Uh, that became canon and, and she found a way to operate as Oracle and, and still be like, you know, the guy in the chair basically for the, for team, team Batman. And I was always a really big fan of that because I thought that was super cool that she found a way to still be contributing to this, this, you know, superhero effort. But when the writers got tired of that, there's like, nah, She's she's she walks again, and that's a huge slap in the face, man. Like that's really that lasted. It lasted a while too. It, it did, but like, like 20, 30 years, something like almost thirty years. But there's just no good reason that you need to stop telling that story. That was a perfectly legitimate character mm-hmm. that could have just stayed that way. You know that happens. People get in car accidents. People fall downstairs. You know, you never know. Like, or people are just born that way, and and you don't have to shy away from it just because you didn't experience life as, as somebody paralyzed, you know, like, or well, it's like the, I mean, it's those Remember, I remember when Stephen Hawking passed and they had those crazy ass drawings of him, like stepping out of the chair and walking to heaven. It's like, yeah, that oh, was super yeah. offensive to me for sure. Like, well, like uh, you're missing chairs the point. don't go to heaven. Do they do chairs go to heaven? Well, or? okay. What two reasons, super offensive, totally getting off track. One, Stephen Hawking doesn't believe in heaven. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. that in itself 
is super offensive. <laughs> all right. That's able-bodied or not. Like, don't, you know, like if I tell you, I don't think I'm going to heaven, don't freaking draw me going to heaven after I'm dead. Like uh, we, we're going to get some cool drawings once you're dead. Then Dennis, <laughs> in all honesty, I don't care what you do after I'm dead. It's fine. But like, I'm just saying it's super disrespectful. You know what I mean? But to, yeah. to just to decide that like, Oh, if he could go to heaven, this is what he would want. That's, that's able-bodied people pushing their narrative onto people mm -hmm. that are disabled. You know what I mean? Like, I promise you, I don't spend every day of my life wondering what it would be like if I could walk. I don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just not even like, it's not part of my life. So I'm fine with it. It's, it's okay. But yeah, I just want to see more characters represented in that capacity. Sorry. Oh. I stole that, that spotlight. No, for so that, long. no, that's great. No, I like that. I can't wait for I, Frank to follow up. I like hearing more about it. Um, because like Barbara Gordon was like a permanent thing. That that's how I knew her coming into comic books. I already I, knew her in the chair at that point. I have a Barbara Gordon action figure, if you want to call it action figure, uh, on my in, in on my action desk. figure it, it on goes my desk. Well, you know, and I love it. I love you're it. setting. I guess defaults like you know with the new Captain America. Captain America is black. That's the default. Into the Spider Verse, you have Miles as the new Spider Man, and I guess in Frank's take, Barbara Gordon had all had always had a disability. So yeah, you're that, that's that's why I knew that's she, yeah, but she didn't always. Just, but it's it's fine. No, no, no but 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 yeah. When I when I started reading comic books in the early '90s, that that was her default position, and mm -hmm. it wasn't until later when uh, uh, when I mailed out I mailed out for um, a Batman comic book from uh, the serial, <laughs> and they accepted they accepted my mail in, and they sent me the comics, and it's the Untold Tales of Batman, and it talked about Barbara Gordon, and I'm all like. She was bad girl. What? What the hell? How did that happen? I don't understand. What was the transition? Yeah. So for for me, that was interesting that they kept a character. They allowed for a natural progression of the character. And I think we talked about this when we were talking with Travis. How like, um, what was it like? Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben stayed dead. Um, Jason Todd for the longest time was still dead. Gwen Stacy dead. Bucky. Um, Bucky. Yeah. All these people were dead, and then they they kind of brought them back and kind of upset the status quo a little bit. And um, yeah. I, I liked DC especially because they they usually hold on to their status quo a lot longer than Marvel does. Marvel, like within the year, they'll bring back Wolverine or something, and they'll be like, "Whoa, no, we got two Hawkeyes now. No, 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 two Hawkeyes. We got two Hawkeyes." Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they, I think uh, I think it's one thing to accept that death is a really inconvenient thing in comic books. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it, once you accept the, that the nature of comic books, is, is exactly. Ricky gets it. There's a business, there's a business reason to not leave people dead. Right. But there's not a business reason to not have representation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In fact, I would argue that there is a business reason to have representation, to have, yeah. which, which is not a strong argument. I mean, everybody knows that it's just, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not changing the world here. Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, but see it, now what you got is now you how got you, Clark, I, Clark listing off characters who've died. We are not yeah, going to do we, that. We guys. can say that we could do that all night. Like pretty much yes. every character has died. There's no character that I think is, has stayed alive except for Darkhawk. No, even Darkhawk died in, in so uh, Marvel okay. zombies. It's Marvel okay. Zombies. We, we don't need to do this, but what Marvel team, what was, but, what was your answer to your question, Frank? Uh, whatever Dennis said. No, I actually, <laughs> um, um, mine, mine is like um, kind of the the society's pressure on on 
kind of men the way the the way i initially put it was like kind of like the feelings of like loneliness and isolation kind of brought on by uh society's expectation on men how we have to be like you know the 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 fighters, the, 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 fighters, the, the hunters and and we have to pay all the bills and stuff like that and i think uh kind of touching on that would would be really cool but it doesn't have to be like a serious lens it could be like just like two dudes like holding hands walking down the street being friends and th that sounds silly to say but i think that's because society puts pressure on us to to not do that to to when when we're holding hands together we got to be like no homo and then like pull our hand away or something like that for a joke but wh why can't we support each other the way we often see women supporting each other like through hugs and, and touching and stuff like that like i mean um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing, and I think it's something that we could explore, and we could po possibly perhaps change those expectations a little bit and kind no, of uh, sure. add to them. There's like a, certainly a machismo to the MCU, right? You know, you have a bunch of buff yeah. dudes and I guess buff Chris's running around in, in the MCU, <laughs> so it's like, sure, why and, can't they, a, you know, be buds? Why that, can't they show them being buds? I mean, they just. just just talking about the assemble today is actually like addressing the, the machismo, the the bodily expectations too. Like not every every guy has to look like He Man, and I, th th there's a lot of expectations on women, and we're starting to see a lot more like <laughs> I don't want to say like like full figured women in comics. Um, they had that that issue of Wonder Gotta Woman be. that had kind of like the chubby kind of uh, uh, she seemed kind of like a person of color kind of representation or, of Wonder Woman. Like it, it was it was a special variant cover. Um, but ha having guy characters like that would be cool too. I mean, who was it? Microman or something? I, I forget who he was, but, uh, he had, he had the power to make himself less flabby. And so he was, as a result, he was buff, you know, like, why can't we have like more bro Thors out there and yeah. have it not be the butt of a joke, like bro Thor, think, that, that, that was one of I the think, most offensive things of Endgame for me was having bro Thor just be a joke. Yeah. It sounds it like you just, you just want to see more representation of, uh, the people that you see in your average life, you know, like that, like, well, that's what representation is, right? Yeah. It's people yeah. I see in the average life. I yeah. see, I see disabled people. I see trans people. I see, <laughs> I see women. I see men. Like I see, I see all that. And, uh, women don't cool sell comic it. book movies, Frank, you gotta, you gotta go where the money's at. <laughs> sure. No, sure. I mean, no, you're, you're totally, you're right. You're right. It's, it's about, you know, putting everyone in that spotlight and giving everyone their time to shine and, showing showing that it's it's important it's i i don't think you can stress how important it is um you know until you see yourself on that screen i know yeah. this is this is why clark says that's why i liked that bro thor was still worthy and didn't get magically fit yeah i agree i agree yeah. he's he stayed chubby yeah, um but spoilers my, my only gripe is, was that he, is, he was the yeah. butt of the joke yeah spoilers he is not chubby in the next movie <laughs> you work that off but uh yeah no that was a fun question thank you frank uh and you know like audience always feel free to pitch us you know question ideas for the next weeks or the following weeks if you got something like, selena said something about bad bunny what is she what is she saying how like we, were, we were talking um selena yeah, my almost, partner we were we were yeah, discussing like how you know i feel like ricky martin got like a lot of shit for for being gay when he came out of you know a while back ago, in was the Latin, surprise. well, you know, in the Latin community, and then you have Bad Bunny, who's like the biggest face or biggest star on the planet right now, be very flamboyant, um, 
and a lot of the things in his dress and everything and like how everyone's just kind of cool with that. And I guess that's, you know, it's super cool in that well, sense. Uh, a, a Ricky Martin had to walk so a bad bunny could run. That's kind of, the yeah, thing. that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. the way the world works, you know. Um, but Living a Vida Loca, still a great song. Yeah, it's it's cool to dress like that. I often see like a bunch of cool outfits in like uh, at secondhand stores in the girls section, and I'm like, shit, you know, I'm just gonna buy that and uh, do no it. No one will know. No one will know it's a girl's it's a girl's blouse that I'm wearing. But uh, makes you yeah, happy. Do it. It just looks cool. It looks cool. All right. Should we move on? We should move on. Okay. Bro Thank Thor. You. All right, guys. I think it's time to finally get to that spotlight. Go for it, Ricky. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> harsh transition. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a little harsh, uh, but I just wanted to make sure, like I saw the clock tick in and I wanted to make sure I, I always got a clock that I'm watching to, to keep us somewhat on task. And, uh, this is a weird one for us because uh, we talked about we talked it over in the soapbox last week. We wanted to try and come up with something. I mean, we always had ideas for how we would do the show when where there's not a Marvel movie or a Marvel TV show specifically that week to discuss. And we thought, you know, well, we can do this like book club or movie club or whatever. We can just we can go back and revisit classics or things that we thought were classic or whatever, and just for fun, just all three of us go and consume them, and then give our thoughts on it, you know, like there's no reason. And so I think, I think, I don't remember which one of us pitched it, but I definitely it was, was you. It was it's me. Probably, okay. probably you. Uh, I pitched blade two and I will say I pitched blade two because it has a special place in my heart because I love blade one a lot, but I love that blade two introduced me to Guillermo del Toro. Um, and it's not necessarily that it introduced me to it because I think, I think, uh, what's that, that bug movie with Mia, Mira Sorvino. Is that a bug's uh, life? No, not that one. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the one where like, there's these, uh, these American beauty. No, these mutated cockroaches that pretend to be humans. Oh, mimic. Uh, Mimic, thank bad, you. Bad Boys. Yeah, or, uh, apparently that's a, <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. Apparently that's a Guillermo del Toro movie that came out before Blade Two, and that's actually why they hired uh, him for this movie. They thought he would bring a cool aesthetic to Blade. I and, was uh, super young when this movie came out. Do you guys remember where and when you guys watched that movie? Uh, I was I in college. I was in college when I saw Gaslamp Fifteen or Plaza Bonita. I think. Oh, yeah, it's such, it's such a great movie theater. Mm-hmm. But. I missed uh, I just thought I thought it'd be a fun one to talk about. And I thought, you know, it's obviously going to bring back memories and stuff. But really quick before uh, we just go wax nostalgic about this, I wanted to give the audience just a fair shake of, you know, excuse me. Sorry. It's possible that somebody in our audience either watched this a long time ago in 2002 or never watched it and doesn't or or just doesn't remember. And so I wanted to do a quick recap uh, just to get people up to speed on on the general you know, plot synopsis of this one. Yep. And to um, give the recap, here's Michael Pena. <laughs> oh, we didn't. Uh, no, 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 definitely oh. not. I'm not going to do this nearly as cleverly as Michael Pena. Dang. Uh, but let me attempt to do it for you guys anyways. So uh, in Blade 2, which is obviously the sequel to Blade 1, uh, Blade is on a mission to recover his friend Whistler, played by Chris Christopherson, 
who was apparently turned and tortured by vampires two years ago. This is different information than we got at the end of Blade One. Uh, and thankfully, uh, you know, with the help of his new tech wizard, Scud, uh, this side quest is resolved just in time for the main quest to begin. Uh, it turns out the vampire nation needs Blade's help to take down a new threat. It's a mutant hobo vampire named Jared Nomak, <laughs> who is feeding on vampires and turning them into vampire, quote, crack addicts, uh, a.k.a. Reapers. That's what they call them. Uh, so the Vampire Nation, they have a secret team of blade hunting vampires in training known as the Blood Pack. Uh, I guess they've been training for two years to hopefully kill Blade because he used to be their biggest threat. Uh, but now they have to reveal themselves and team up with Blade to help him nip this potential pandemic in the bud. Uh, of course, once the Reaper Nest uh, minus Nomak is destroyed, the Vampire Nation turns on Blade and reveals that Nomak was genetically engineered as they look for ways to remove their pesky weaknesses like sunlight, garlic, silver, all these things, you know. Uh, of course, also, double or Blade double-crossed their double-crossed by luring Nomak to their secret base and getting all the leadership killed. And then, you know, Blade and friends, you know, I guess just Whistler, right? They go off into the sunset and the end. Time for another Blade eventually. That blade. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much Blade, right? And uh, Or Blade 2, sorry. And I guess I just want to know what you guys think of it or what you thought of it, like, going into this or going in and coming out of it, really. Ricky, so did you see this before when you were a kid? I ha I did. Um, gosh, I was eight, so definitely should not have seen this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't remember much of it, and you know, as soon as I turned it on, I, the CG flips and kicks those all kind of started bringing bringing the memories back, and I I dug it. It's very of its time. I I guess my question to you is, I don't remember Blade One at all. Um. Uh, but this movie looks like it had a lot of influence from the matrix, but I know the first movie, the first Blade movie came out before the matrix. So was the first movie, are they very similar in tone and style? I, yeah. The first one comes out, uh, Frank, I think you're muted. Whoopsie yeah. Daisy. Uh, but you were going to say Frank, um, the first movie predates the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. The first movie predates the matrix and, uh, even if it might feel like the second one borrows from the matrix, it's actually really not the case. I was doing some research on like fun facts and stuff and you know, how they onboarded uh, Guillermo del Toro into this because the original director, he wanted to go do other things. So he didn't want to do the Stephen Norrington didn't want to do the sequel. Uh, and so David Goyer and I believe the producers, they, they all thought uh, GDT would be a great fit for this. And to Guillermo del Toro's credit, apparently he went and like reviewed all of the dailies, like uh, like four boxes worth of uh, videos from the first movie. He wanted to see everything that was ever filmed on uh, for the first movie so that he could completely understand the visual language of Blade. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like, I, and and he also wanted to make this new movie look a lot like, um, you know, like a like a comic book and a Japanese animation, like, or anime. Uh, that's, Oh, there's definitely a style to it. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, there's, a, a, yeah. there's a GDT style. And that's, that's why I chose this movie because like it's, it, to me, it was the first time I really saw the, the bits of Guillermo del Toro, like that, you know, that 
the 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 crazy looks of like creatures and things like coming coming what would normal what would eventually come to be hellboy and and pan's uh, labyrinth pan's labyrinth yeah like uh, like, shape of water you know my so my favorite things. part of the movie was like the cyberpunk <laughs> vampire tech um you know obviously they have these weaknesses that vampires all, all all vampires have like historically and seeing them like oh if they put on like a wetsuit and cover their skin they can't die by sunlight that makes sense <laughs> like or you know the the stakes and the bullets or silver bullets like it all i love the Wait. the cheese of the tech Wait, hold on, Frank. You didn't like the vampire ninjas. The, the vampire ninja outfits were cool um, because it's very Guillermo del Toro yes. before he was Guillermo del Toro, right? Um, or yeah, or story wise, that whole scene makes no fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, the little the little Spider Man, <laughs> yeah, little eye things. Those things were cool, but um, no, I, I don't I don't like their stupid workarounds because what's the point of having a flaw like being weak to sunlight or UV light or whatever? If, if you can overcome that flaw within a second, it's like oh. daredevil. It's kind of like a cop out making him blind because he can see still like, but that's what, like if you were a vampire in today's age, that's what you would do, right? Like that's, you have the I? technology to aid yourself from these weaknesses. Like why wouldn't you use them? Yeah. I mean, that's why we use bulletproof vests and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, the the fact is though like it it just if you're gonna give something a weakness you got to stick with the weakness and work around that weakness their weaknesses well, they underestimate I mean, why blade why, wait 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 you just said they got to work around the weakness why can't they work around the weakness they're they're fine to work around the weakness but it doesn't translate very well the story it just seems like a cop out when it's in a story it's kind of like putting someone in a wheelchair in a story and then finding a way for them to be out of the wheelchair in the same story like it, it's a big cop out. I don't think it's the same because like uh, they could still end up easily killed by their weakness. Whereas that person isn't necessarily going to end up back in the wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, like all they have to do is like cut their clothing and then their clothing is exposed to the sun and they're screwed. You know, it's like an extra layer, yeah, but, but, but clothing is also yeah. like, uh, I see a wetsuit being like sunproof, but like clothes, like a t-shirt is not sunproof. If you hold a t-shirt up to the sun, oh, rays yeah, no. still get through it. And then at that yeah. point, at that point it becomes ridiculous. Like, especially like uh, with when they, when in the first one, Deacon Frost and, and his crew um, put on sunscreen, like that stuff wears out in like two hours. Like well, the movie got well, ridiculous. Sun, like five minutes in. Sunscreen, they put on sunscreen and wear motorcycle helmets also, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're big Daft Punk and stuff. Daft yeah, Punk yeah, fans. yeah. How? how... I, I... Oh, oh sorry. Okay. I, I was just gonna say I really think uh, there's a weird thing going on with Blade Two because on the one hand, uh, I'm really conflicted about their take on vampirism being a straight up virus. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, I really like that Goyer and del Toro chose to push that story, that narrative forward in this movie mm -hmm. by having a mutation of that virus that could potentially cause a crazy pandemic that threatens the globe. Right. Um, I like that. But at the same time, I was asking questions today with my wife. Like I was like, it's kind of weird like that it's like a virus, but like they still behave in very supernatural ways. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how does the virus cause their teeth to grow? 
How does the virus grow them new organs? Like if it's a virus, it uh, makes like the gothic nature of them kind of weird, right? A, a bone around the heart. How, how, to, how does the virus like cause them to explode when exposed to like sun or silver or garlic? You know what I mean? Like uh, there's some very weird things. And then on top of that, like, isn't the first movie like all about Deacon Frost, like going to try and find this this like magical blood God thing. Like, yeah, so the Magra. So he's, he's bringing about a prophecy that was foretold. Yeah. So they're mixing science and, and that in the same movie. It's, it's a little weird. Anyway, I'm not talking, I'm not here to talk about the first movie. That, that's then, one of the strengths of two though. Two yeah. uh, leaned more into the science, I think. And then yeah. one was a little more supernatural. And then, and then while we were talking about it, like the Lindsay asked me the question, like, well, how is he only half vampire if it's a virus, right? Like if you catch, if, if like your mom's pregnant <laughs> and she gets HIV, you don't get half HIV, right? You get, you get, you get all HIV. Like that's, <laughs> it's like getting the Pfizer shot. You're, oh you're only, God. you gotta get the second only dose. You're half immune. Yeah. Yeah. You're only yeah, half yeah. immune. Um, and so, yeah, it was just bringing weird things into question. Right. So. Well, uh, I, I know nothing about Blade from, I guess, except from the movies, like how, aside from Blade being the main character, like, is there anything else pulled from the comics or is it all just a lot its of own thing? Um, yeah. Whistler, uh, pretty, pretty Whistler. much all the names and stuff. Yeah. All the characters. Yeah. Deacon Frost is screen accurate. He's an old man and uh, he has a beard and he looked just like Steven Dorff did. And, uh, no. um, <laughs> he didn't all the characters, the, the blood pack the, there was a, there was a group called the blood pack and they were trained. Okay. Uh, they were vampire assassins. Uh, there was a lot more of them in the comics cause mm-hmm. they had a lot more to pull from. And then in the third movie, where uh, was it the dark dark star? No, I effed that up last time. It was the Night Stalkers, right? The the Night yeah. Stalkers are uh, Hannibal King and and Whistler's daughter and stuff. They're all in the yeah. comic books. At one point, Blade was part of the Night Stalkers. Also, Goyer Goyer is a giant fan of the comics, and and so is Del Toro. So they they tried to make sure that they were pulling things in from the comic. Books. Oh yeah, and Dracula, of course, Dracula in part. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that three is the one with the blood rave, right? That's the first one. That's that's, that's like all of them, probably. <laughs> Actually, good point. Yeah, they all have raves at some point. Yeah, that's for all sure. But but the first uh, the first one does have the blood sprinkler system. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember that they, for sure. They piped in blood for some reason. I, I don't well, know. I would hate to go to that rave because on the on the ride home you're just all sticky in your car. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay for that Uber cleaning fee. For real. Unless, unless it's the Kool-Aid blood that that uh Blade jumped into at the end that was completely like off his body like five minutes yeah. later. Put a freaking tarp on that thing. If you're gonna have your blood in a tank in, in a lab, just just put a tarp on it. Maybe, that maybe put a guardrail. That yeah. does not look like a man who just took a bath in blood. Like it's like water, like colored water running off of him. It's I don't know. I, like, I was I was a little weirded out by that. Watching watching this blade, you know, it just I am very curious on how they tackle blade in the MCU. Because like I don't know how you do it without the blood or the slicing and dicing. It just seems like a very hard thing to uh, pull off. It's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> that that was that was on TV for seven years, and so was Angel for another five years, and they found a way to do it. You don't have to have blood to have vampire stories. Also, one of the things they do really well is, um, it, or really well, one of the things they do that I hate is they'll have the violence about to happen and then cut, cut away, away, 
and then you'll see the violence after it's already happened. But uh, in fairness, I mean, I think you got the gist of, of Joker's pencil trick without needing to see it go in the man's eye. No, I needed yeah. to see it. And I was glad to see it. Our, wait, you don't get to see it, though. You, you don't see it going into his eye, but you see a pencil and a head hit the pencil. Yeah, but pencil. It's, a, it's, a, it's a magical cutaway trick. Right, like there's know. no cutaway. Like he he slams the dude's head in the yeah. In the pencil. You see That's the why head I like oh, well, well, you don't well, you don't see the blood or anything like that. No yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I I get your point in that regard. Yeah, you, you don't need gushing blood. It doesn't need to be a Tarantino. I mean, uh, it, Kill it Bill is a, action. It is a cutaway, and that like they cut, they remove the pencil, and then they finish slamming the guy's head into the, the table. No, oh, no, no. Movie. They that's actually movie. killed the guy. That's killed the, the guy. Oh crap! They did. Yeah, they they murdered him. Nice. It was. Uh, I, I also love Wesley Snipes's uh, wig in this movie. Wig? That's, that has wig. to be a wig, right? That is not a wig. No way. No. You think that's a wig? Are you crazy? You I know think Wesley that's a wig. Snipes is, Wesley Snipes is method. He's a method actor, dude. Yeah. No, like see. they actually they actually credited Wesley Snipes, uh, Del Toro, and uh, producer Goyer, on the at, and Goyer as saying, uh, Wesley Snipes knows more about the character than any of them. Like he always makes the call on whether what Blade would do in any scene, and sometimes they rewrite scenes because they trust his instincts yep. of how of how it works. That is not a wig. I promise that, you, that is his real. That hair. man, nope. I I shit you not. I was thinking about this movie. Every anytime he's in the daylight, his sunglasses are off. Anytime the lights are off, or he's at night, the sunglasses are on. <laughs> He can see in the dark, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're on or off. Anyway. He's going for aesthetic. He's, he, you um, know, he wears his sunglasses at night. Funny story about the method thing. Um, there's a story, uh, Blade 3, I think it's, uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds that tells it. And he talks about how he's so in character that it caused a lot of friction yeah. um, on the set. But one of the things that he thought was funny is that in the, the communal refrigerator, it would be like Blade sandwich would be marked. It would say like blade sandwich or blades, uh, blade soda or something. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a wig at all. And if that was a wig, that is amazing wig, by That's the way. A, Look at that fade. Look at that. It that explains CG. why Wesley Snipes didn't pay taxes. He's like, these are blades taxes. <laughs> these are blades yeah. taxes, not blades Wesley taxes. Snipes. Uh, well, tell me, tell me uh, what, let's see. Overall, what did what did you get from rewatching this? Did like Ricky? Did did you enjoy this movie? Like or Frank? What about you? Either either go first. Well, let's uh, let's answer that question that C. Soda posed to Ricky in the chat. Oh, does Ricky even understand raves, or are they before his time? Definitely before my time. Um, <laughs> I have not attended a. Well, I guess I went to a, a rave, but it was not like that. The music is very different <laughs> and there was no blood, but um, I, I, I dug it. it. It's like, a, it reminded me a lot of Spider-Man, like in the way the, the music would kick in and like they do the action pose and then Blade does like 10 flips before he even attacks the dude. Like there's a style to it that I, I dig and I kind of miss that, that kind of cheese with, with action movies these days, you know? It's definitely of an era for sure. Really? I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't feel it's as dated as, as uh, some people think. I don't know. I feel, it's still, I feel like, like it's pretty dated. The guitar riff kicks on and 
I mean, the music is dated for sure. And like the, you know, the way that like, like, hmm. nah, I'm not even going to knock the way some of them are dressed. I don't know. They just look very comic booky. <laughs> they're wearing they glossy black and they're supposed to be stealthy. Like the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. The exact what, opposite you wear. You would want to wear. I don't know why Chupa went from wearing a uh, sick chain mail, which is pretty helpful if you're getting stabbed or bitten by a vampire creature. Um, to wearing that glossy black neoprene like why are you wearing that like you're gonna get bit fool you know what's weird about that the guy who played chupa uh matt schulze uh two things one he plays crease in blade one mm-hmm. uh and two i saw him uh He's last fast week and in fast and the furious okay also I wasn't wearing crazy. Also wearing mesh shirts the entire movie. <laughs> I, and I was like, does this guy just always wear mesh shirts or what? I man? thought it was him. I didn't know. I'm like, this is the Fast and Furious dude. Yeah. Yeah. I decided he was the smartest guy in the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. He's the, only, he's, he's the only one that thought Paul Walker was fishy the entire movie. And <laughs> but that buster kept me out of handcuffs. I mean, he didn't go running back to the fort. Paul oh, Walker is man. fishy in real life for many reasons, but we won't talk about that here. I never it's, narc on no a, one. I never narc on um, Fun fact, guys. Did you know that David S. Goyer's original idea was to use Morbius as the primary villain for this movie? But Marvel decided they wanted to retain the rights to make an entirely separate franchise out of Morbius. So the story was changed slightly, and Jared Nomack was created to be used as the primary villain instead. Oh. Coming they soon named him Peter Jared, Jared Nomack after Jared Leto, who they knew would play more Morbius. They were playing the long game on this one. I didn't Very even add game. it to the news, but that movie got pushed back again this week, by the way. It got pushed back yeah. another week. Oh, it's like gosh. the last week of January. Oh, <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> one day. We only have so much time to talk about Blade. There, there's yeah. also that thing that they do that tries to be cool. They're all like, they show off the cool uh, vampires that are sitting there and they're all like, oh, this is freaking Ham Hams and Ramona Flowers and Jason Priestley and <laughs> Snowball and Poopa and Rob Reinhardt, who directed uh, North and uh, oh, this is Spinal Tap. And like, I'm all like, oh this my is God. Definitely another one of those stroke moments I'm having right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but they like they're all posed and like looking all badass. He's like, oh, you guys are here to hunt me, huh? And he's all like, he's all just watch that and then slap someone and like I, that felt so comic book to me, man. It, it did like fun. even the I moment love, when loved, when Blade's I like it. or uh, Ron Perlman's like it was a fake bomb. Blade's like that's what you thought. It's a real I was gonna bring I, that up later, but yeah. It, it, one, it was delivered a little better than that. Yes. But, but uh yes, you are right. That was a weird one. Um, that was definitely a weird one. They, there was but, like tons of du- double and triple and quadruple crosses in this movie. Yeah, like everybody yeah. cro- was it was it a meta thing to have all these double crosses because like it's a vampire story with a bunch of crosses. Like <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh, there's yeah. hella double crosses. I, oh, that, that's I, the worst thing. Like the, the I, guys, I I will say that I thought like the weirdest thing for me rewatching this movie was realizing how much of the plot had the skeleton of aliens in it. <laughs> like when you talked about how they were showing off all these characters that are each like being tough and trying to be cool and have their character intro, that whole scene read like aliens to me when you're meeting the space Marines and every single one of them is just ready to go kill aliens yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, uh, there was so much of this movie that was like, did Goyer just totally rip off aliens and like, and just 
make yeah. it a vampire story and a couple uh, of them even turn man. they even yeah get infected. they turn yeah. one it, of them keeps it a secret like Priestley and ham hams keeps it a secret light, uh, ham, light hammer light ham taro priest yeah ham taro you said okay. um yeah um, and like blade is basically ripley who's like who doesn't want to team up with them but is kind of like forced to right Mm-hmm. And, and so like, well, the reason I was bringing this up is because I felt like the only way they could, he could not be called out on this aliens like ripoff was he had to slap on some crazy twists at the end <laughs> sure. to make you be like, no, this is blade two. And in blade two, we have twists. And I'm like, those are weird. <laughs> those are really bad twists. We have really, the quadruple really cross. Um, yeah, the- it, it was really cool to see Norman Reedus being all young and shit. Like that was really cool. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. used to seeing him as Daryl in The Walking Dead, and uh, what about Boondock and, Saints? And Boondock Saints, one of the McManus brothers. So that that was really cool to see him again and be a little younger, being like all Nick Stahl kind of. Yeah, his um, his turn to be a bad guy was like so obvious, and yeah, it's even even if I pretended to have never seen that movie, it was just mm-hmm. like, uh, stop trying to make me believe Whistler's the bad guy. He Whistler has done nothing to earn bad will <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the franchise you know what i mean like there there was just no there was no evidence to support that whistler was bad other than he just wasn't at his post one time and they just leaned into that forever you know what i mean so, yeah they're all like he was at, he wasn't at his post one time guys he, they're all like reminding the yeah the, the he's audience. the bad guy remember the bad guy. and uh the, one thing i don't like is that they changed the rules a little bit um I know you like the the technology, Ricky, but like mm-hmm. they didn't have like all that crazy like technology that we saw. I guess we can make that argument, but they they didn't show that crazy technology in the first movie, and I oh, kind no? of didn't like. Well, no, not really. Not as much. Not like that. No, not like, like he's like I, Batman. Not, that's what I know. By the way, like, uh, say hi. We got a couple people in the in the chat that just want to say hi to us. There, I love that. Hi there, John Lover. Hi there, Baron von Chang. Hey, Baron. Uh, von Chang. I I agree with you, Frank. I I like. There was a lot that I loved about this movie watching it again, but um, I wish somebody could explain to me how a UV bomb works, especially <laughs> how a UV bomb goes around corners. Like that I, was, oh know. my fucking God. <laughs> I, oh I just my. didn't, I didn't that understand. That was an eye roll for sure. I didn't understand how that worked, but it hurt. It hurt my brain. On the flip side, I like like, oh, we got UV lights on our guns. But if you've put the UV filter over it, you guys are safe. It's like, that's, I understand it. It's dumb, but sh- sure. Like, yeah, so the whole, I feel like the whole a lot of the rules was cool. I feel yeah. like a lot, a lot of the rules from the first one changed, like, like in, in that regard. And, and they found it, I, like how we were talking about earlier, how they're them finding methods around the rules. That's okay if it's used sparingly or if it's used like kind of in the moment. Um, but there's no there's no point in having an antagonist that can be killed with UV light if yeah. you're not going to have them be killed with UV light. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I, for, I, they foreshadowed the the stabbing of the heart bit, right? Like you can only well, stab yeah, them they, from this angle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the the shell or the bone grows the bones on top over, of the heart yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. What what a crappy evolution! Why can't you grow the bone like all the not way around? Not crappy. That happens in like twenty minutes. Dude, yes. Priest changed in like 20 minutes. Um, hey guys, can I have a request for you? Can you show the full design of t-shirt you wear now full screen? Someone wants to see uh, your chest, we're not, Frank. We're not we're not really I just, models, have, I just have cheers. Yep. 
I have a black shirt on. Not really modeling. <laughs> That's uh, the full design, pretty much. Yeah, I'm just wearing a regular old Marvel t-shirt, so I got nothing fancy on. Yeah, Jason um, Priestley does does change pretty quick. Um, but he's not he's not the one that 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 was kind of weird too. That's weird that they caught one that that was trying to gnaw off his arm and not succeeding. Like, how is he not succeeding at gnawing off his own arm? He's tired. Like he's got a lot of teeth. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of teeth. I um, I will say I, I we've been nitpicking a lot, but I will say the thing I think that that made me enjoy this movie the most was Wesley Snipes. Like I think the movie, mm-hmm. like they did a great job of leaning into both his charm and athleticism. Um, I know we were, you know, you're talking about Norman Reedus uh being in the in the movie and yep. uh Ron Perlman, but uh Donnie Yen, it was that was quite a surprise to see him play Snowman, one of the one of the blood pack. Uh and then I found out he was actually a fight choreographer. Uh, which made so much sense to me because like the thing that was really impressing me the most about rewatching this movie was those fight scenes that blade had with everybody was just like, <laughs> it was impressive. It was really cool. Like, and, and to know that those were actually Donnie Yen choreo- choreographed, at least I know for a fact that he choreographed the one where he was fighting Nisa with the lights the, when they were still dressed like vampire ninjas, mm-hmm. that was yep. a Donnie Yen. You or that was a Donnie Yen choreograph scene. There actually were three other fight choreographers, one of which was also uh, Wesley Snipes, um, because he is he is a martial artist and stuff. And so Blade Blade would choreograph his own. I love the yeah, Donnie yeah. Yen stabs the the vampire on the wall, and then the vampire like crawls up and slices him. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. that was a cool slices his own dick off. Slices yeah. weeples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. in the comics, is is Blade trained in martial arts or, or is that? I think in the comics, every comic character is trained yeah, in martial arts. They're always trained in like karate or something. Every every comic book character is trained in martial arts. Oh, that's yeah. just that's just a fact. But default, except except Spider Man. No, he, I literally I literally have uh, images of him training with Iron Fist. That's later. That's later on, though. He's he's still trained with it's later still, on. It's later on. Tra- you can't say when is appropriate. They've Has all trained. The Hulk trained. trained in. There martial you go. Arts. That's that's different. That's different. And yeah, Hulk's trained in martial oh arts because uh, <laughs> in uh, when they did the reboot uh, early two thousands, um, he started calming. He he was able to control his uh, his hulkiness. So he was like he was the Hulk um, all the time, but he could make it look like he was not I the Hulk. Ricky, himself down. Ricky, we got like ten minutes left, and this is where you want to go. Rock Raccoon, that's Ricky, what he no, has trained. No, Raccoon, Ricky. yep, he's there's trained. No, there's in no karate Ricky. in space. Ricky, stop it! You know you didn't ask karate; you asked martial arts. He's in space martial arts. Right. Blade, Blade two, Blade two. Yeah, um, let's but try Blade, not to go to Hulk questions for the rest of the episode. I do, li- I do like Blade one because it mimics the Hulk a lot. Um, no, no, I, I think I like Blade One a little better, just because it was a simpler story and it was easier to like kind of wrap your head around. Uh, Blade Two, there was a lot more moving parts, and it was like, why are they doing that? Why are they bringing back Whistler? Why are they? Why? How does UV go around the corner? Like, there, there was a lot of questions that were just kind of weird. But were you asking those questions explain. when you first watched that movie? Yes, I, yes, I sure as hell was. I actually do not remember asking those questions back in the day, but I think I was just happy to see all this crazy like. You know, extravaganza happening on on screen. So that's fair, though. You know, like uh, you know, with the with the luster gone, uh, I, you know, I watched it and I was like, some of this shit don't make sense. You know, like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of weird. You know, um, I can see that. I, and I and it's not that I don't want to rewatch Blade One. I just didn't. 
I, I wanted to see what we thought of this after all this time because well, Blade Two is like the pinnacle, right? Of I well, Blade Two, Blade Two is the highest grossing of of all the Blade movies. Uh, it's also yeah. Wesley Snipes' favorite Blade movie of the three. And vi- um, visually, it looks great. Uh, Blade One, yeah. like when you when you watch the vampires dying, it looks so bad. It looks like PS2 graphics. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> tell me it wasn't cool when he did that when he when he. Uh, when he used the silver wire on the vampire on the, on looked, the motorcycle, the CGI just, holds up in this movie. I was pretty impressed yeah, with the CG for 2002. It was it was pretty cool. Even the, think, the flips and the CG Wesley Snipes, like yeah, I thought, the transitions were really well the, done. The transitions were masterfully edited to to yeah, switch really between good. to switch mm-hmm. between the bad CG blade to the. Wesley Snipes, those were seamless. I was I was really impressed with those. The only one that kind of looked wonky was fighting in front of the lights, and but but those scenes were kind of like there was just like two <laughs> shots of that. Yeah, and it, him him and the Abe Sapien Abe Sapien vampires were like kind of fighting in front of the lights. That's always interesting wonky. in those in those scenes where you know they're obviously you show real life Blade fighting the vampire, and their their punches have weight, but they're not like superhuman weight. And then yes. he just does this like karate flip out of nowhere. And it's like, yeah. Oh, it's like you could have well, been doing that whole, whole time. You know, it's funny is, uh, uh, Frank GDT actually hated that CG the most, the one that you mm. pointed out in front of the lights, uh, like on the director's commentary, he was, he was hating on his own stuff. So, that's funny. uh, you can only do what you, you can do with, with the tools you have available. <laughs> so, you know, Scorpion King's better than blade two says Baron Von Chang. no, that launched no. the rock's career man no. no it is not i will i will easily say that for its time blade 2 had pretty decent cg uh especially because i you know i've been watching crappy movies from around that time period the mummy returns does not have better cg than blade 2 uh, but they also use it way less sparingly it's just everywhere in in the mummy returns you know Yep, that's the scene uh, of Imhotep right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> you remember. Uh, but I, but I think the other thing that really sells this movie is like we were saying, like that aesthetic overall, like like all the creature effects, uh, everything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It yes. Is. I, I'm glad to see you're you're kidding, Barry. You get the eyebrow though. Uh, uh, the aesthetics, 20, like uh, 20, the way the Reapers long? look, the way uh, you know, there's a consistency. Damaskinos, is that his name? Like Damaskinos? Damaskinos. Yeah, yeah Damaskinos looks. Um, uh, funny enough, like I, uh, people have attributed, because I guess Guillermo del Toro had a TV show called The Strain that was about vampires. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people thought that he stole or he borrowed the uh, look, the aesthetics from Blade II. Uh, but it turns out actually that he uh, he was developing The Strain before Blade II. So what he did is he altered his designs just enough to be different for blade two. And then went on later to actually produce the strain. Uh, but I just, I just think it's so cool to have a director that's that hands on with the way that everything looks like the way the creatures look, the way the, like the, the tongues coming out of their, you know, the mm-hmm. weird alien tongues and all these things like um, just all of that design, the way they look when they blow up or die and stuff like that. Oh God. That Imagine was all what made it. GDT back for the new blade. That would be amazing. That's, that's a get. I feel they can great. do. They can, like, because he's gone to his true form now. Like GDT yeah. can do well, it now. He got his he Oscar. Is, yes. He's in retirement mode at this point. You know, doing stuff for fun. He's not in retirement mode. Not retirement, but you know, he's not chasing the that that mountain anymore. 
Yeah. So it's funny you bring up the strain because I used to watch that show. Um, that was around the time uh, that I, or that wasn't around the time, but it, it was past the time that I was into White Wolf. Like um, someone had told me to watch that and they said it was based on White Wolf. It's not based on White Wolf. Um, but like it kind of follows those same kind of rules and stuff. And one thing I didn't like about Blade 2, and this isn't Blade 2's fault. This is I, I fully admit that this is my own um, um, experiences that I didn't like, was that um, they had some characters that that fully look like White Wolf-esque type characters or certain clans of vampires that were not, they didn't follow in line with those clans. Like uh, the uh, Novak, uh, Nomak, no, Nomak is, uh, um, he looks like a Nosferatu uh, vampire as, as a clan in White Wolf and uh he didn't follow those parameters, and I was like, "No, I don't like this. I don't like this." But I did yeah. like it a lot better this time. I, I like the 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 evolution of vampires. I like I like that they evolved. That's really cool. I thought that the uh, the Damaskinos actually like looked a lot yes. more like Nosferatu. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I read I read somewhere that in order to get the rated R uh, for the movie, what they did is they made all the Reapers bleed green yeah yeah that's what I, I read that too that's funny because uh, it would have just been too much blood if they didn't do that i thought that was pretty funny well, one thing also too is um that's with crazy uh, virus by the way i was gonna say like so um i remember that that being a crazy virus that was gonna you know destroy the world or whatever but uh now i get the impression that that was a red herring because it doesn't last as long and it's not as far reaching as, as we thought it was before well it is it is a crazy virus but like it's it was genetically engineered yeah. and it was an offshoot it was it was, you remember Damaskinos made he made uh no mac that way with with you know because he was trying to yeah. phase out all the crappy yeah. weaknesses and they got all but one right they got the they got everything but the sun uh mm-hmm. phased out so it was almost perfection but yeah like what i thought was really crazy is that they made it seem like oh man this is going to you know what happens when they finish eating all the vampires the- you know the projections were. They didn't follow nuts, up on right? the scope of the, the of the. Yeah, the like the, the yeah, that was kind of one of the bigger problems with the movie is like you never really see the people that Blade is saving, like you know. So it's one of those superhero stories where like you're told that the world is endangered, but like you don't really get to have a connective moment with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was waiting for like because they were in Prague. I was just waiting for like a family living on the outskirts of town that wasn't aware that that uh the there was a giant uh apocalyptic explosion <laughs> happening and and so you know blade and the blood pack could come and rescue them no um it 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 is missing that connection right it's just it's all fun and no no real stakes right like there's no you're not allowed to really see, feel it but blade one had stakes oh i did not mean to do that sorry that's <laughs> pun, pun not intended blade one had stakes but it didn't have uh uh, you also didn't have that connection either. Like, he, well, he had a connection to the the woman that was turned in the in the in the story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, no, but 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 I'm saying like it, there was a worldwide like yeah. thing that was going to happen. Like, it was yeah, going to yeah. turn everyone to vampires. Which well, that I mean, that's kind of in general David Goyer's problem, right? Is Goyer Goyer's not great at at, at really really doing that, right? Like he 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 gets a lot of praise for for the Dark Knight trilogy, but you know he also should get crapped on for you gotta for not your faults right no no i even for those right like it's i think like batman begins does a great job of showing stakes and and you know like uh i think uh dark knight does because they actually show you the people that are gonna die if something happens but but um you know watching watching this i got a lot of i am legend vibes like the the story 
I imagine. Yeah. Like, is there ever a Blade story where the vampires are like, bro, like, we're just trying to live. Stop killing uh, us. That's funny you read, you, you got that because uh, Guillermo del Toro was intentionally uh, referencing I Am Legend and Watchmen in uh, one of his scenes. Uh, it's in the sewer. Uh, he mm-hmm. he really he loves Doctor Manhattan, and so and he and so that scene where uh, I think it's is it I don't remember which one with the the Matt Schulze or whatever when he gets the pheromones all sprayed on him and like all of those Reapers come mobbing on top of him. That was like an homage to I Am Legend. But then when he explodes, like and it's like from the UV light, I think, or yeah. somebody yeah. explodes from yeah, the UV. Right. Uh, that was his take on doing a Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I, I read a lot that's of funny. fun, cool facts. Yeah. From interviews and stuff with, with uh, Del Toro, but that's, but it's cool that you got, you got those vibes. Cause that's what Del Toro, Del Toro was putting out there. So uh, there you go. mission accomplished, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Goyer yeah. also wrote uh dark city, which is a mm-hmm. pretty cool, like a uh, cyberpunk kind of steampunk. No, it's more cyberpunk kind of uh uh, movie if you're interested in that kind of thing ricky like i, w- I would recommend watching dark city dark city it, yeah it also has that vampire i forget his name uh the guy oh wait no i'm getting that confused with johnny mnemonic never mind but johnny mnemonic too watch that one I Gore did. didn't write it unfortunately were there any other weird questions that you guys had when you were watching this movie that kind of stood out to you um, I believe we already talked about why they didn't put a tarp or a guard railing over the blood pit. <laughs> I was, I was quite shocked at the response time of the pandemic. Cause like what I think they said that no Mac had been up for 12 hours or something like that. And I'm like, dude, can you imagine if the world we live in and responded to pandemics as fast as these vampires do? Yeah, yeah. That was impressive. They nipped that thing in the bud fast. All right. Like he cool. blade got all of them right that by the end of the movie yeah they yeah. did good job uh, until you, you watch until you watch blade trinity yeah <laughs> and then you see the poodles um yeah. did did you guys feel like um blade and and nissa like um they loved each other like i didn't feel like the scene where he's holding her at the end was, was i got early. weird because blade blade mentions at the beginning he's like you know you know that saying keep your uh friends close and your enemies closer and like they were okay there was like, a I sex didn't... scene cut from the movie. Really? What? Uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch it. the extended cut. <laughs> was it between Blade and Nomak? Or, uh... Uh, it was all of them. It was just a big happy party at the end. No, it with, was Blade, with and blood, Blade. Blood and Blade. Blade, Blade and Nissa did have a sex scene uh, that was cut uh, from the movie. Where could um, they have found the time to have sex? Yeah, like, probably why they cut it from the movie. They were like, guys, there's some things that don't make sense in this movie. I kind of want to keep the do UV it. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you get the UV bomb or the sex scene, Goyer. You pick one. Pick one. Yeah. Well, uh, I still had fun watching this and I had fun, like, you know, uh, talking about it. I don't know. Did you guys like, I guess the real question, like, I want to know is like, would you recommend this? Because I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and this, this, movie has been dragged through the mud a lot harsher than I believe it deserves, but it's because I think that it's, it predates rotten tomatoes. Right. So the only people that are going to review it on rotten are like, I don't know, a holes that just want to like hate on blade too, I guess. It'll be fun Uh, to revisit this. Like when the new blade comes out and like, listen, kids sit around the the fire 
you don't know how good you have it right now. <laughs> well, this I mean, is what we had. But would you recommend this? It has it has a fifty seven percent approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes with an average rating of six point oh four out of ten. Do you think it deserves that score? Do you think it's that bad? No, nah, definitely not. I think it's, it's a seven out of ten. I think it's a C. But like the problem is, I'm grading it a little lower because I know my my nostalgia glasses were on when I was watching it. You know, just seeing Norman Reedus, Ron Perlman. Um, Chris Christopherson, like all seeing all that again was was pretty cool, and it kind of took me back to a time when I watched it, a time uh, twenty, you know, uh, eighteen, nineteen years ago when I like watched when it. When you so. when you took your friends to go see that, Dennis, or same with Frank, like did the people you were with know that Blade was a Marvel character, or was Blade yeah, just a thing? Yeah, everybody knew that Blade was a Marvel character that knew me after one after the first movie. Because I made sure they knew that after the first movie. Uh, because the first movie like totally flew under the radar mm-hmm. and made a ton of money. And then I would be like, you guys know that's a Marvel comic, right? And like, Because they didn't used to start with that fancy red logo at the beginning, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I don't know people that don't know that he's a, he's a Marvel character um, if they go to see the movie with me. Mm-hmm. I saw that shit alone. Uh, I used to go see movies alone all the time. Just because like, I, I hated, I hated no, waiting I'm, for people and I, I wanted to choose right as loud with as you, Frank. Yeah. I will see a movie alone anytime I get the chance. Yeah. I, actually, most sequels I've seen alone, um, except for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That was the only sequel that I saw. I walked people. to my movie theater on the opening day of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, yes. bought me a ticket and a large popcorn and watched that movie alone. And then I walked back home. (laughs) We didn't bring up the Hulk, but he did go Fantastic Four. There it is. Uh, Do you have anything else to add on Blade 2, guys? Did you guys see Mephisto in it? No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't see Mephisto in it at all. Do you you guys have any predictions? Do you have predictions for the new one? Uh, Mephisto. With Mahershala Ali? Oh, man. Again, I don't know where Blade fits in this world. Um. It's kind of like the Doctor Strange of the, I guess, the supernatural. They're going to need to carve a, that space in the MCU. I guess right. we did get a confirmation that vampires exist, right? Korg mentioned vampires, like, in passing in Thor Ragnarok. Um, when, when did he do that? I don't remember. I think when they're getting ready to fight the Hulk, Thor pulls out, like, a trident. And he's like, you could stab three vampires with it. Like that's like the quote with it. Pull it confirmed. up. Save, save, it, save it for next week. Vampires are confirmed in the MCU. In confirmed passing. vampires in passing. Um, but yeah, I I have no idea how they do Blade Justice with the PG thirteen rating. You know, while also doing those movies justice. You know, I I just I hope I, I I don't have a prediction, but I would hope that they lean into the supernatural. And lean away from the technology thing. Um, I agree. It's I fine agree. if they do some technology. Like it was cool seeing Pearl in the first one, the big fat vampire um, typing and, and doing stuff with with computers and stuff. Because you know, like like you do, like you just program the Lamagra um, virtualization for everybody. But uh, it, it it was cool. It was cool to see that. But but once you saw the vampire embryos in. Uh, Damaskinos is a uh, lair. Um, it, it was kind of, it just kind of took me out of it a little too much. Yeah. Uh, 
I will say I think Mahershala still has big shoes to fill just because he has to replace our idea of Wesley Snipes uh, as Blade. <laughs> I, you know, I think I think story wise, I think the movies will they'll figure it all out. They'll they'll address your your concerns. Like I've seen probably more hours of PG thirteen vampires than I have non. So I, it's it's not really a problem for me. Like I like yeah, it it becomes you know it's just about be doing clever filmmaking and figuring out a way to make that work. I mean, Supernatural's got tons of of vampires on it, and that shows on TV all the time. You know, I found and the, they do blood, the and they do quote decapitations. That's cool. Um, uh, you, hold on, let me pull. You're gonna, you you okay. want to you want to use a wooden fork? Yeah, no, that's not really useful unless you're fighting three vampires huddled together. You know, that could be a literature reference too, just so you know. Confirmed. Vampires in, confirm. Feige, everything's intentional. It's <laughs> confirmed. It's not confirmed. And also that would mean in space vampires. Space vampires yeah. exist. Comfort. That's, that's fine. It's okay. Anyways, uh, I'm trying to wrap this up. And here, here you are still quoting Cork. <laughs> We got <laughs> we got a question in the comments. Guys, also. I know we have uh, a great question, and I'm trying to get to this. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you, Frank. That I think that MCU uh, Blade would be a lot better off it was if it was more supernatural rather than tied to like weird virus stuff and and tech and all these things. But yeah, yeah Seek House Soda did uh, take us to the question that we you know we do need to have answered at some point. What are we going to watch and read next week, by the way? I I do have uh, a special guest lined up, and I have pitched that to him or her uh, uh, because <laughs> I, I'm interested to see. I wish we had an answer for you for that one, but like, if there's anything that you guys uh, in, in, the, in the audience would like us to, to revisit, to go you know, talk about, uh, I'd be more than happy to do that. Just, you know, it might yeah. not be next week, but it might be for the following week or so. We'll read uh, but, uh, Stephen Norrington's uh, other film, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, we can, no. We can read that no. one. That'd be a... Wait, we're going to read it or we're going to watch it? Oh, shh. We can watch it. We can watch, we can watch that one. Oh, okay. Uh, I definitely Watching it's probably watch better it. and more user-friendly than it's... reading it. Yeah. There's no, a lot please. of topics that we have to be really cool with real quick if we're going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think this was an experiment to see. I had fun watching Blade Two for sure. I had fun chatting with, uh, chatting about it. I wish I had more amazing takeaways, other than like it is a product of the late '90s, early 2000s. But it is important to also point out that like Blade, the first movie, really ushered in the entire, you know, uh, renaissance of superhero movies that we have now because this movie came out of nowhere. Warner Brothers was the, the weirdest thing about that is Warner Brothers was like looking for cool comic books to adapt into movies. And so they bought up the, the rights to Blade. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Warner Brothers? You literally own DC Comics and you're going and buying Marvel properties to make movies out of. I think this Blade guy looks pretty cool. There's an interesting pitch right there, guys. And I actually really don't mind this one which uh see cow soda is suggesting we all go watch new mutants and uh and talk about the comic it's based on aka the demon bear that's kind of cheating because she and i did that together i just uh i just watched that so i don't know how quickly i want to watch it again um 
Yeah, I'm not opposed to that one, but maybe not for next week. Um, I have an interesting yeah. story about the the dad, right? The the girl's dad in that movie, who's also Slipknot in Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> oh, Danny no Moonstar's idea. dad? What yes. are you talking about? Yes. Are you talking about the, New Mutants? Yeah. Oh, about so New Mutants. If you have New Mutant stories, we save it for another episode right, because no. we have to we have to log off right now. Tease for that episode <laughs> when we ever, uh, if if and when we do the New what, Mutants. He, he's wetting we, their appetite. Wetting our in any up. case, we promise to be back. Uh, I am going to say that I still recommend Blade 2 as a fun revisit of Guillermo del Toro's early works. Uh, you yep. can see the inspiration for so many of the great things that he's done afterwards. Ricky, where do you land on it? Do you recommend people go watch Blade 2 on HBO Max or no? Yes, only on HBO Max. But before <laughs> you do recommend it or not recommend it, tell us about uh, the Demon Bear. No, I gotta, and, I'll uh, save that for no, if No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have to have something for the soapbox all right so um okay i think that's his best like it's really guys i don't know if you know this it's hard to keep these two on track they want to go in every direction ever uh i god bless them for it but we got a show to wrap up guys if you want more demon bear talk go ahead and subscribe to our patreon and uh make sure to uh smash that like button much like uh chupa uh, smashes no 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 not you but who's the other guy ham ham make like ham ham smashes people with his hammer um smash that like button hit subscribe ring that bell for more great content you know honestly i don't think i could do any better than that so yeah. i think that's enough said for us thank you all for watching see you guys see you.